Yo, what is up, guys? Happy Sunday. As you guys see, if you guys are watching on video, I'm rocking the birds cap. Uh, birds are in the Super Bowl, so hopefully when this comes out, I'll be celebrating a nice Super Bowl dub and not um, and not actually crying myself to sleep. Kidding. 100% kidding. Um, I don't put a ton of value into sports. I just enjoy them. Um, but it's always nice to see the birds in the Super Bowl. Never thought I'd see them in a second Super Bowl, let alone um, win one like they did a few years ago. So, no. Other than that, so I'm going to be chilling tonight, um, watching the game, just living life. Um, but, you know, I was I was looking back at last week's episode and, you know, I talked about how I want to change what this podcast is about and what I'm doing here and where I'm going and what I want to do and what I want to make of this. And I think it's ultimately really good idea to kind of just say how I got here. Um, and to go through my life story and where I'm at and what I went through. And, you know, I talked about my struggle with self-compassion and I talked about how I always help people with their own, with their own problems and what I, what I struggle with and everything like that. And I talked about that last week, but I don't think I gave a good view over how that even came to be because ultimately how we come to be is from our past. Now, I think a lot of people like to keep their past and that holds them back and they think that they are their past self. And one thing is I've grown from the lessons I've learned from my past and I've come to become more aware over what that actually gave me in terms of self-worth, um, but also where like my flaws are at, um, because a lot of the things that I may go into today, you know really has affected me greatly. And a lot of things are going to be dealing with like the last few years where I've really focused on changing who I am when I finally have said like enough is enough um, going through that. But I'll definitely touch on some of the more like childhood things, high school years, college life, like where I was at. But these last few years have been like momentum boosters. And if you see me looking down, it's because I'm using some of my notes to kind of guide my thinking. And how I actually got to this was last night I was reading my Daily Stoic uh, page and talked about kind of the inner tyrant. And it led me down to, you know, the inner tyrant is, you know, the person that wants everything. Like, what do you want? And it just wants, wants, and wants. Right. But it doesn't actually take into account who the person is um, to who you truly are, who you truly can be, um, because it just wants to look at wanting more and never being satisfied and always trying to get more and being selfish about it. And it actually holds you back and you, you know, you're fueled by your desires. And I wrote that it causes like relationships, the mind, even the person to be ruined um, in a way because they they stop finding what they truly value. They stop finding everything that they base their life off of, right? It's not, it's not based off of wanting more. It's based off of what we have and what we do with what we have. And it really got into me going back through my notes and, you know, going back through some of the readings I've been doing even since like the beginning of January, like, for example, it says go back to my January 1st notes. And it talked about Jordan Peterson um, chatting about in his book, um, why we are the way we are and where we get to. And a lot of people who have, you know, really like nihilistic and everything, um, they start to lose or people that don't have a ton of value. They think of that because um, they start to change and they start to um, they start to think they're not worth anything. And ultimately, it comes down to finding your meaning in life. Um, that's what I've taken from Jordan is you find your meaning. And mine is obviously from helping people. And mine is from getting better myself and finding that way to continually get better, which is why falling in love with bodybuilding and falling in love with fitness and functional health and, you know, really digging into that side, even just like the psychology side. 
Um, I've been really, really intrigued as of late, digging into the psychology side of my athletes and helping them out through their problems that aren't health and fitness related. Because ultimately, the body follows the mind, right? So you have to work the mind first of the athlete, which is something like, you know, I've always struggled with why because I've had my own issues, because everything I've done really um, struggled in terms of um realize realize i didn't have my mic set that's good anthony uh so first audio might be a little rough but um yeah where was i um i kind of realized like a lot of the things that i've been focusing in on is helping people on the mental side and it's something that i'll touch base on at the end of this episode where i'm at but i just wanted to use this like how i got here and to kind of just learn more about who I am um, and who and how this Anthony came to truly be. And, you know, I think honestly, like a lot of it came from my childhood. Um, I really, really struggled in my childhood. Um, I was given a ton of things like my parents. I'm extremely grateful for my parents because they made my life as best as they possibly could. Um, they took care of me. They put themselves first before they put they put me first before themselves. Um, they kind of tended to every one of my needs. I'm very thankful to have my parents um, that I had them for. But, you know, when I was always the smaller of the kids in school, <laughs> um, I remember even being in middle school, I like seventh and eighth grade, like I was 70 pounds at four foot six or something. So going into high school, I was fairly, fairly small. Um, and my childhood, I always had a sense of like, not really belonging. I really only had like, one true friend. I was always trying to find my place, and always trying to find where I fit in. And it led to not really finding my belonging. And, and what ends up happening in our school district is we all have these elementary schools and then the elementary schools all get together into the same middle school. Right. And so, you know, I didn't have like a great friend group. Like I didn't have a core group of people that, um, kind of, I became friends with where you kind of stick with them for a long period of time. So it's kind of like a nomad, um, always trying to fit in, always trying to find my way through. And I always, the one thing is, is I would always try to be everyone's best friend. Um, and what does that mean? So I'm always a kid that cared. Um, I was always a kid. I don't know for, as to why I haven't really dug into this aspect yet, but it just part of me where it might be from this experience, actually, that I am the way I am now, that um, I always wanted people to have like a sense of belonging, like if they came to me. I always wanted people to, like, I'm their best friend. Like, I could always listen to them. I could always, they could always come to me and tell me anything. And, and that was the way that I lived. Like, I, I would, I would go home. I would watch my YouTube videos, like, play video games, imaginary war out on the trampoline. Like that was it when I would do that. I had the sports I played. Um, I played baseball and lacrosse, but other than that, I really didn't do too much. I kind of just hung around my house and had like one of my best friends, my friend Jonas. Um, he lived diagonal to me up in a cul-de-sac right where I live. And we would always just hang out. Like it would just be us two kind of living in our own world, kind of doing our own things. And I didn't need much, but you know, not having that core group um, eventually started to deteriorate me. Um, and what it ended up leading to was me trying to fit in and me not having a place. And one thing is when you're kind of short, you don't have a place, you start to get run over a little bit. And I didn't know how to defend myself really when it came down to things. So it always, it started in like sixth grade. I would be consistently kind of picked on for being, shorter and being very, very small, um, I became an easy target for that because there was no way the 60 pound kid in sixth grade is going to be standing up for himself, right? Um, at like four foot two, <laughs> right? So 
it was pretty hard. So I became really vulnerable to a lot of bullying. Um, it actually started more so in like fifth grade, like little things in fifth grade, and then started to pick up once we got to middle school. And it started to continue to pick up. I remember just like we always had to carry our books everywhere. Kids would always slam my books down on the ground. Like, but I always remained with a smile on my face. Why? Because I didn't want anyone to see that I was struggling. Um, and this comes from me being the only male in my family out of the grandchildren, out of the, I think there's 11 or 11, 12 of us. Um, I'm the only male. And so, you know, I don't really express a lot of things um, just because I always wanted to seem like I'm the man, right? And I hold a ton of responsibility with my family and there's a ton of pressure there. Um, that I never actually have gone into before, but, um, there's always a ton of pressure I put on myself with that. Um, but so it always got worse and it started to pick up, pick up and you don't really notice it like happening in the moment until it starts to like build up. And it's kind of like how you consistently get better. It can consistently get worse if you don't deal with it. And I never went and talked with anyone or really done anything about it um, just because I wanted to remain strong and see that it didn't affect me. And, and that, and that in and of itself starts to deteriorate me. Um, I really should have spoken up. I really should have expressed my issues. Um, I had a bit of anger issues too, as well. So it definitely lashed out a little bit at the wrong things or even my parents because I needed a form of expression. And sometimes I struggled with that. Um, and I got to a point in high school where I really broke down. Um, my junior year of high school in January, um, I, I really wanted to end my life. And I remember that night, January 17th, where, um, where I, I basically said enough was enough. I was going to end my night that I was going to end my life that night. And I've come to terms with it now, but it was really hard in that moment because People don't understand when you go through that stuff and you consistently show up. Um, I was pouring from an empty cup. Um, and I was pouring into other people. And like I said, I would always be someone's best friend when they needed it, but no one was mine. Um, or at least it didn't feel like it. And it was it was just mentally I I broke. And I struggled deeply to the point where I just didn't want to live anymore. And it was really hard for me to handle all of it um, and bear and have that burden of being, because what are you supposed to tell a kid when they feel this way, when you don't know what you're going to look forward to, you don't know what's going to happen the next day. Like every day I would go into high school and I'd be like, okay, what's, what's the next thing that's going to happen? Right. But I continued to put a smile on my face because I knew if I did that, someone would find comfort in that. Um, or someone would be able to tell me something or someone would be able to speak up about their own problems because that's ultimately what I wanted to do there is just allow people to come to me and express their own worries and express their own struggles. And that's where I thrive because I've always wanted to help people. Um, I have no clue as to why it just happened that way. And so January 17th, my junior year, almost ended my life. Um, something spoke to me to not do it. Um, I, I still haven't shared fully all the details with that night. It's pretty difficult for me to go into just because I haven't, I probably haven't fully dealt with it either and I probably need to um but like I said I broke down and I don't really know how I got better I just did um that was the hard part is the consistent 
You look forward to things. And and I and I know why I did it, and I know what triggered it. And I was good friends with these people. And one thing is, is you know, I have I always had a tendency of if things are too good to be true, I would find a way to ruin it. And I put a lot of blame on myself and my ADHD. Like I was always worried if, you know, I was right for someone or, hey, this is going so well, let's fuck it up. Right. And I ended up fucking my shit up. Like I had a good thing going in the beginning of my junior year. I became friends with some good people and I ruined it. I was that annoying little kid that would text too much in the group, like, or try to figure out plans each weekend. Like there were things I did looking back that, I put on myself as to why things happened, but kind of started to get less and less with that group and things kind of shut off in that January. And that's when I'm in, that's when I pulled that trigger um, to make things happen. And like I said, I don't really know what really happened, but that was an ultimate turning point in my life. Um, this point, I then started to find the gym. Like that is when I started to find the gym. That is when I started to lift more for lacrosse. That is ultimately the turning point of my whole life. Um, that 17 year old Anthony uh, turning around. Um, and I found the gym and I found the one place where I could be alone and I could be me and there was no bullying. There was no nothing. Um which is quite surprising because some of the people that did bully me went to the same gym as me at the same time. Um, and that was pretty difficult to handle, but I was able to just to put on my music and just do what I needed to do. And I had no clue what I was doing when I stepped foot in that gym, but the YMCA at Haver in Havertown PA was a saber for me. And it, it ultimately just gave me solace, solitude and what I needed and be able to be at peace because there was always noise going on. There was always something being said. There was always a worry about something behind my back, always looking over my shoulder. And it was the one place where I knew I'd be safe more so in public, which is tough because I'd always go home and always be like, my dad's like, oh, hey, how's your day? It's great. Great. Fucking great. Got picked on again. Right. And never actually said that well, last part, but that's what it would be. And so that was a turning point is when I started getting to the gym. And then I started to get a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Still not where I could be, but, you know, I'm not even there now. So, um, but I struggled for worth. And this is where I've always, this is where that whole thing of like feeling like I was good enough and that, and that I was worth people's time and that everything like was good for me and that, you know, that I'm going to go back to my notes here because I need some of my notes to follow. Um, and that I had people around me that was good. But, you know, I thought I had a ton of flaws that I didn't deserve the best care. And that I didn't belong. And that I was better off being being out of here. Right? Because I didn't see that I was worth anything. And... That's what happens when you get bullied to that point is when you allow that to not, when you don't speak up for yourself, when you don't defend yourself. And I even was chatting with my friend Leah about it the other day. Like, like I have the knowledge now and I've come to some conclusions over what I could have done, but I didn't have this knowledge back then. And this is when that whole thing about self-compassion and struggling with self-compassion really came from because I'm looking at, I'm looking at those events that happened and I'm like, why didn't I do this? And she was like, you got to give yourself some grace here because you didn't have the tools you had now. You weren't reading the books you're reading now. Like there wasn't that knowledge for you. 
you weren't mature enough to do things what you were doing now. And that's why I always would help other people because I had a suffering and I wanted to help end other self-suffering. And so that's what gave me a ton of gratitude and a ton of energy is seeing people get better from conversations that we had. Like I'd always be excited to have conversations with people. It'd be crazy. My mom would always go to meetings and she'd come back home from like those parent teacher conferences. And I'd be like, okay, what did they say? What did they say? And my mom would always be like, oh, they think you're like the nicest person. They think he's so caring. And it was tough because I, because some other people didn't see that. But it's weird that my teacher saw that. Um, and I think I could have done more, but, you know, I am i didn't have the knowledge I have now. Um, but I realized why I struggle with, with everything when things get too good even now is because I, when I kind of got, you know, left out of that group there, um, I now always became really conscious over what I said. Always pay, always made sure I said the right things, you know, made sure my jokes were perfect. Like didn't really go with the flow, kind of just made sure I was doing what I think I needed to do to maintain what I had. Whereas honestly, it just came down to me being me and finding who I was needed to be with. And that was really hard, but I got through my high school years and I got accepted to one of the best universities and everything. And during my college years, you know, I finally found like a place of belonging. I found a good group of people that I became really good friends with. We did everything together. And, but I lost myself. I lost what I valued. Um, and I kind of got into a deep, dark hole again. Um, I lost even fitness for a little while. Um, in college, I got into drinking heavily, like heavily drinking, like be all I we worried about. It was partying. Why? Because like I didn't do any of it in high school. Like I didn't get to experience that in high school or do those things. And I, I was charged up the first time I was on my own, right? Like weekends I wouldn't spend in my, in my bedroom, <laughs> like just doing nothing, like just playing video games, right? I was actually like going out and being social. And being who I could be because I am extroverted. And I ended up doing that too much. And I really wasn't keeping my priorities where they needed to be prioritized. I was kind of just skimming by in school. Um, and my health started to degrade. Didn't really care for my health. My bank account started to drain. Like everything was spiraling down during this during that first like year and a half of school. And I ultimately remember my teacher pulling me aside and and the one thing that he brought up was talking about being in my major and I was worried about finding a job I was worried about what was going to happen post-school because I wasn't executing the way I knew I could like in high school I was that a-plus student because I had nothing else to do right I I was in college courses in high school because I because I put all my energy into that because I put all my energy into my schoolwork and trying to become the best at that. And and I kind of lost my ways. I lost what I valued. I lost what I who I was in it. And that conversation, I ultimately remember from my from my professor and it clicked that I needed to change my shit. And I remember looking at my bank account. I had like $500 or something in my bank account. And I was like, fuck, I need to get a job. So I ended up getting a job as a bouncer. <laughs> and, and this job, it did a lot for me during the first like six months I worked there. Um, I mean, it did a lot for the two and a half year, the two plus years I worked there for. But it did a lot for the first six months. Why? Because I was under 21 when I started to work there. So all my weekends, again, were starting to be filled with something it brought me back to my high school years like I started to get better grades started to get more consistent um I started to become better in school like I started to become happier like I was becoming better I got back into fitness like things were dialing up again 
And I felt so good. And it's because I was drinking a lot less, doing a lot less, and and just being me and allowing myself to thrive and where I needed to thrive and what I needed to do. And, you know, having that job and getting everything, like I ended up getting on Dean's list and it was great. Like it was freaking phenomenal because I was finally finding meaning and getting better. And that's what Jordan Peterson talks about when he talks about meaning of life is just to consistently get better and better. Um, Then I turned 21. And when you turn 21, you work in the bar industry, you get free drinks, free drinks. Like every night that you're not working, you go out with coworkers. It started to unravel again. And I started to listen to this shadow as Stephen Pressfield kind of talks about it. This is like thing that keeps me holding me back from becoming who I possibly could be. And I was like, ah, it's time to party again, right? Because I spent six months not doing it. Right. So I went really, really hard and I developed really bad anxiety from it. Like I remember, I remember a phone call on my birthday when I turned 22. Um, no, when I turned 21. Yeah. The day after the day, the day after we went out because I blacked out really hard and, um, I blacked out a ton when I started to drink. And I remember these conversations I would have with my mom where I would end up texting her and being like, I don't remember things from the weekend. Like, I don't remember how I got home. Like, I don't remember these things. I don't even remember paying my tab at the bar. Like, it's when we did go out to other bars where we would pay. Um, But I don't remember doing that stuff. And I didn't realize how bad it was until like my mom started to voice concerns. And... That's when I needed to get my shit together. Um, but I didn't. I built up a lot of resentment, a lot of anxiety, a lot of a lot of bitterness towards not only that, but myself, um, because. I just I just knew something was wrong and I wasn't willing to do what I needed to do. And the things I needed to do was probably just quit drinking. And honestly, it didn't really hit me until I said enough was enough. Um, so, you know, I ended up doing really well in school. And right before junior year summer, I was still kind of freaking out over what I was going to do, getting an internship because I didn't even have one yet. Um, I have one in my freshman year, but it's because my mom, my connections with my mom and in the industry. So that obviously helped. But um I was just making poor decisions. And I remember being in DC for an internship. I got a great internship that I will go into more. Um, that turned into my full-time job. Um, but I remember the first like four weeks of being there. You know, you're in a new city. You're in a new place. I'm making a good amount of money at this internship. I'm like, let's fucking go out, right? And I would continually do the same things. It would ramp up again where... Where, you know, I would consistently go and black out and get these upswings of like, hey, I'm going to stop drinking for a bit. Then it go down to like blacking out. And I remember one time I was with my coworkers and I blacked out really hard. I took the wrong train and I ended up walking like 45 minutes home. And I ended up like, I'm not going to, I mean, in full details, I ended up just like, pissing in public somewhere. Luckily, I didn't get arrested whatsoever. Um, but I remember some of the days, that, like, I thought getting blacked out was the shit. You know, I thought partying like that was the shit. Why? Because we've become so accustomed to that in our in our society. And so, like, hey, party hard, drink, drink every weekend, do what you need to do. And, you know, I I got blasted that weekend absolutely fucking blasted and i remember again hopping on a phone call with my mom saying fuck i need to change like it wasn't just that but it was at my internship i remember we would get in on monday and only thing i would ever talk about is drinking on the weekend like what i did party wise like there was nothing of value that i was bringing to life outside of like partying and that was giving me nothing 
but anxiety, um, bad health, like it was killing me from the inside out. And I think a lot of this was, I was drowning what probably these issues that have come along this whole time, um, into everything and into the alcohol and just trying to forget life for a moment. Why? Because I probably wasn't happy with where I was. Um, and I probably wasn't happy doing the things I'm doing and everything. And honestly, I remember looking in the fucking mirror and I had to change. And ultimately there, for a brief period of time, for the next six weeks, I quit drinking fully. That is when I should have just stopped drinking in entirely. Um, but I'll go into that. And I knew I had to make Jurassic change. And this is when podcast listening meditations like like i like this is when i started to kind of just get into more of like personal development and i found um who did i find i found joe rogan obviously um but i found like peter tia um i found aaron and jordan duggar um or aaron diamond and jordan duggar um, I found like all these people that I was listening to and I found inspiration to, you know, create my own podcast and, and I waited and waited and waited. And I remember just listening and then I pulled the trigger. And once I started recording, I, I, I started to improve. Like, like, I just remember sitting on the side of my bed and saying, I needed to change things. That's what Jordan Peterson also goes into. He's like, he's like, be real with yourself. He's like, sit on the side of your bed one night and ask yourself, what do you need to do to get better? And go do that. And I remember I needed to quit drinking. So I did that. Why? Because I need to get better at my internship. I need to get better at everything. And, and I downloaded Sam Harris's meditation app. I started meditating. Um, and I started doing a lot of inner work and I started to ultimately get better and better. And I started to put my efforts into everything else, right? I started to lift really heavily again. Um, I started to take care of my nutrition. Um, I started to find clarity. Why? Because I realized I was probably mentally so fogged up from the fucking alcohol that was in my system that I didn't actually see the world as the way I could have. And I always kind of just went along and then I, then I started listening to the podcast and those things came along and it helped me so much. Like I started learning, I started really kind of digging into things. I remember journaling, like, but meditating really was that first one that really kind of helped me because it helped me learn to actually remain calm because I always would react to things. This was the first time I ever learned to respond and not react. Like if things started to go south, I learned to just breathe and come back to my breath and respond rather than react. And I got better and better. And ultimately, I got offered a full-time job at the position I am. And that's where I am now. Like I still work for that company full-time and they've given me so many great opportunities. And that's something I can't really kind of neglect or, you know, kind of take lightly because they gave me an opportunity when no other company did when I was a junior in college. Like they, they hired me like two months before the internship even started and, or not even that, like a month and a half before the internship even started. And I was like one of the last people and they, they helped me and I took advantage of it. I networked my ass off during those last like six weeks of that internship and I got that position. So I was there and I was thriving. And, you know, I was taking that momentum back to school and, you know, I, I lost the battle to my inner tyrant, um, just to kind of go into things a little bit here. Um, oh, I guess we're going to kind of change positions, um, because I want to get comfortable. And the one thing that I did is I was changing. And I could feel the world changing. And the podcast started, like, I started the last week of the internship, I believe. Um, that's when I recorded episode one. It was, like, 17 minutes long if you go all the way down. Um, pretty horrible listen, actually. I sound really fucking depressing in that episode. Um, but I changed. And 
and but um I began to lose that battle to that inner tyrant. I began to go back to the habits that I had, you know, when I was up at school, started working at the bar again, right? Because that's what I did. Like during my summer, I took a break for the internship, came back, worked at the bar because it was just, I needed the money. I needed the money and it helped me. It helped me give me a little bit of structure because I had to work at night. So I had to make sure I got my school shit done. Um, and I went back to who I was, but you know what? I found, I found my first taste of meaning, like my first noticeable taste of meaning. Why? Because I created something of my own. I created this, like I created this podcast. Like that's what I'm so damn proud of. That's why I wanted to keep this thing going because this is my first thing I've done to improve. And why? Because I sucked at podcasting. And honestly, coming from that, I even signed up my first coach right before I left. Like in that same week of starting the podcast, I signed up with my first coach. And one thing is the momentum started to burn. I started to churn for more improvement. And I could see the signs telling me, hey, you need to go out less. And I remember doing that. And I lost a few friends over that. Um, I remember like every single night, like my junior year, nights we had off, I would always want to go out. Now it was, okay, nights I had off, let's let's plan and let's plan out podcasts. Let's network to someone. Let's do something that's a little uncomfortable. So I stopped going out um, as much, especially my senior year. I think I went out like only like a few times. Like I didn't even go out that much just because, you know, I felt sick of it. You know, like I remember when people would ask me to go out, I'd be like, no, I really just want to sleep and get up early and do go to the gym. Like I would like my senior year, my schedule was so effed. Um, I would go to I would go to the gym at like six o'clock in the morning when it would open or like six thirty. I think I would eat like a banana before like literally, <laughs> that's it or like a cookie. <laughs> um, great pre-workout nutrition, Anthony. Um, but I stopped going out and. And I started to follow what my coach had planned and I tried to execute as best as possible. Obviously, with working at night, there were a lot of slip-ups with my nutrition. I bet I could have handled it a lot better. You know, there was definitely nights I had some pizza or some quesadilla from the Mexican joint next to us. Um, but I started to say no a lot more and started to say yes to the things I like to do. And it's how I build up who I've met on here and how I've built who I met on Instagram. And who I've connected with, because I would always consistently go out and try to find who I want to have on here, who I want to network with, who I wanted to chat with, and just learn about their life and learn how they got there and learn how they got better. And and then, like, as I started to pick up my health, I started to realize, like, how much coaching helped me. And I started to read more and read more and read more and learn. And, you know, I started my business, my coaching business. Looking back on it, no way should I have done that. But, you know, you have to start somewhere, right? Um, I literally started like after reading like muscle and strength pyramid books. So do what you need to do with that one. Um, but I remember starting there and taking on my first athlete, um, my homie Cecilia. Um, she was great. You know, she dropped like 10 pounds in 12 weeks. It was phenomenal. Um, I remember doing that. That was the first taste of, oh, I could do this. So then I started to improve more into that. And, you know, I invested more and more. Invested into like NCI and things into my education and invested more into podcasting. And invested more into my relationships with people on Instagram and on on here. And um, the one thing is, you know, one person I reached out to was my coach, Mark. Um, I remember reaching out to him in February of 2020. It's like right before COVID hit. And I remember it was just a quick DM. I saw his content. It was ultimately enticed. And I was like, dude, we have to talk. We have a very similar background. We have to chat. And I remember, and then COVID hit. And it was a blessing. Now, why was COVID a blessing? Well, it was the death of who I formerly was. 
it was the depth of form what formerly was and it was and it was what I needed to become who I could be. And why was that? Well, I ended up losing my bartending gig, right? I wasn't working at the bar anymore. Uh, my senior year kind of got cut short a little bit um, in terms of things um, from school. And I was able to actually like relax and care for myself fully. Like I was able to get the sleep I needed to get because truly to be honest, I was getting like four, maybe five hours of sleep a night working at the bar because um, I had early morning classes. And that was that was what I needed. And and it allowed me to invest more into what I wanted to do. I had more free time to go into things. Um, I spent a lot of time reading on coaching, um, diving into those things, listening to the Excellence Cartel podcast, like doing what I needed to do to just learn, learn, and learn. And it gave me that time. So the time that I spent working, I was sleeping. Time that I was doing schoolwork, really, like schoolwork became like pretty easy those last few months with everything going online all of a sudden. Um, so everything became really easy. Um, and then eventually, excuse me, I, like I said, in May of May of 2020, I signed up with Mark. Um, it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, the reason being is, not just for the relationship I have developed with him, um, which now I get to expand upon being here in Avon Lake, which I can definitely go into more. Um, but the people I'm now surrounded with, like Tom, one of his assistant coaches, is one of my best friends. Leah, one of his assistant coaches, I live with currently. Uh, Britt, one of my best friends. The whole community that he had set up here and that he has set up here um, – has really helped me thrive as a human and I've networked and I've become friends with so many of these people. And so many of these people have supported me and my goals and have supported me becoming me and they see value in who I am. And it, and I still struggle with seeing value in myself sometimes, but these people rest assure me that I am impacting so many people that I don't understand. Um, and you know, life got so much better. That's when I ultimately have quit drinking. Now, I did drink a few weeks ago back in the first week of January, but I can go into that because I could say like how I finally have been able just to let go of that, of that expectation of needing to black out and everything. Um, but that was a big turning point for me in last January um, for things. But signing up with him really kind of changed everything. Um, you know, I became friends with a lot of the people at Morphogen. Um became friends with Brayden and all them like they're like all these things have a downward stream of me just starting to connect with the podcast and me just starting to create and improve upon something that I could get better that I controlled that I got better at and you know I still struggled to see my worth and I didn't really know if I could do the dang thing you know I still remember hey going through the beginning of coaching and it was a struggle you know somehow grew a business during covid like a nice solid business. I still have like 15 athletes currently. So I'm working that up slowly, but I always still struggled to see my worth, but I think it was because I was fighting who I formerly was and, and always fighting, trying to be perfect still with some of the words I always say. And, you know, then I started to grow. I really started to grow. Um, I remember moving, I moved to Virginia last year or two years ago now. Um, almost two years ago. And that was a huge thing for me. It was the first time going out on my own. I know I needed to because I needed to become me. And I needed to have that solitude time. Now I've realized, you know, I didn't use that time the way I could have. Um, I didn't use that time how I wanted to use it. And, and then eventually I got stuck for a bit. Um, you know, I made some choices, signed up with some teams. Like there were some things that if I could go back, I'd probably do it differently. But everything was an opportunity to become better in my way, finding who I truly am, finding what I want to do. And, you know, I really got stuck being comfortable. And this is where the shadow that Stephen Pressfield talks about, like when you get comfortable, you know, you just start to get relaxed. Like your goals start to go to the wayside. Like you start to lose that momentum. 
you start to lose the things that carry you. And I think a lot of people thought I was always working really hard. And, and, you know, I'm always really hard on myself in terms of that, that I knew there was more I could be doing that I wasn't doing. And I started to settle. Like I started doing less learning. I started getting comfortable. And I remember I was sitting in my parents' basement reading Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. And I called myself out. I was looking at it and I was like, this shit hit me hard. My friend Leah knows it. She's downstairs right now, but she knows it because I texted her everything, my reflections. This is when I started to get back into reading, like and make it intentional to actually change my life and to take actions I need to take. And things started to heat up the last few months. Um, you know, I started to take action to where I wanted to get to. Uh, and honestly, what I found is I just been really enjoying helping my friends and athletes with a ton of the mental components to what they're trying to deal with. Um, yes, the physical components are great, but I find that the mind is absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Um, and that's where I'm at today. Like I took a ton of messy action to move to where I needed to be, to where I was called to be. And my friend Leah pushed me to move a few months earlier than I expected because I knew here there was something telling me to come here. I have no clue as to why, but there's something telling me to come here. And I'm working towards figuring out everything I need to figure out. Um, but like I said, I really have started to read and become better. And this is why I've kind of switched the way I want to do these things because I wanted to take more of like go through more mental components, get people better mentally. Because like I said, the body follows the mind. So I really wanted to use this podcast now to help people prime their mind correctly and make sure that they have everything that they need mental component wise. And, you know, I started to find a lot of meaning in, in helping people on the mental side and finding a lot of value in that. And how do I know I realized that is because like I said, I would always have a really big passion since I was a kid for letting people open up. And letting people just be them and letting them just express their worries and trying to figure it out with them and giving them my thought process through things. I'm not a professional at it, so I don't pretend to be, but it's something that, hey, I even want to go back to school for, like go back and get my psychology degree, like go back and learn how the human mind truly works and to really expand on that aspect because I'm finding a lot of value in it. And I remember talking to my mom a few months ago about this, about going back to school, because I've talked about it with my homie, Rania. I've talked about it with Dylan. Like there's a lot of people I've talked about this with and Leah, and I can't regret anything in my life. And if I don't go through with something that gives me so much joy, even today, for example, um, one of my athletes expressed something really, really deep, really deep that there was more to there that she wasn't saying. And I was like, let's hop on a call. We hopped on a call and I walked for 50 minutes and we got through everything. I changed her perspective on everything. I changed how she viewed things. And we ultimately got down to a lot of things, a lot of the roots of these issues and why she was having a ton of stress and anxiety. And that gave me a ton, a ton of energy to record this today. And record where I'm at. And so I really want to think about going back to school and doing some psychology work. And and I really dove into learning stoicism for myself and learning how to not reply with that anger that I always had. Not reply with that emotion because I would always be the guy that would freak out if anything went wrong. Now I'm, I've learned over the last like few years, I've always been kind of practicing that. I've always just been going with the flow. Like I'll figure it out. But like... I still hold myself really, really accountable. So for some things like at my full-time job, I'll be that way. But for coaching, I freak out. So I'm trying to like learn bits and pieces of it to apply and when to apply it. And, you know, I wanted to make this because I want to show that I've struggled through some pretty hard times. 
And I know you have to. Whoever's listening to this right now, I know you have to. And I shut myself out from any sort of love, worth, and value. And it really caused me to go into a dark hole. But I finally have found something that I know I have worth in and something that I value in, which is coaching my athletes to be the best, which is coaching people to get on stage, which is coaching people in the mental health components. Like I find value in being able to transform someone's life completely. Like it's not just what, it's not just getting someone the physical results. It's cultivating relationships and allowing people to just express what they can express and becoming a better human and allowing me to apply lessons that I'm reading and I'm reflecting on and things that have happened in my life to make sure that they get better and to make sure that they, that, that they see they have worth and that they have value and that they can transform if they do what they know they need to do. And like, this is why I'm recording this because I want to help people get to where they need to get to. Like, this is why I started this podcast, right? It wasn't, it wasn't started for selfish reasons, right? Ultimately, like I kind of just wanted to learn and a podcast was a great way to help others learn through that and learn through the conversations and learn through my kind of wanting to know more, like being so intrigued by someone's life and like asking these really in-depth questions that make them go and go off tangents. Like I remember I, I loved being the rabbit hole kid. Like when I started this, like it wouldn't be about fitness topics. Yes, it would, but more so it'd be about people's lives and how they got to where they got to and mindset things. And that's why I'm coming back to this like full round circle because I'm kind of realizing Maybe that's the route I need to take. Maybe it's something I need to go back to school and do. And and maybe I've just been fighting who I could be and trying to get more and and trying to get many to kind of like me for me. And, you know, I found my place. I found my crew. I found my meeting. You know, and my meeting is just to help alleviate others of their suffering and I don't know what I need to do, but I know I will do this eventually for the rest of my life. And I will find a way to make it what I do every single day, every minute of my day is find a way to help people just get better and find a way for myself to just get better. Like you got to be a little selfish to be selfless. So if I don't get better, how can I help others get better? And so I just wanted to go through like, my story here and go through why I struggled and how I've overcome that. And ultimately where I want to get to and like first time putting it out there that I want to go back to school. Like, you know, I want to go do some of the stuff more, more on an in-depth scale and be able to help people more. And, you know, my friends have always said, it's pretty easy to be around you. It's, it's easy to open up. And I think it's because I've just been through a lot and I know how to relate. And I'm always willing to listen. And I'm always willing to listen. So if you have an issue, you know, reach out to me because I will make time for you. But you have to be willing to understand I'm going to be hard. Like I'm going to give you the truth, like my perspective of what the truth is for you. Because that's what you need to hear. Because that's what's good for everyone is hearing what they need to hear and being able to kind of be understood. And it's just really cool to get that, to get that little bit of acknowledgement, even from one of my athletes say on the call where she's like, this is what I needed to hear because these are the signs pulling me in this direction to continue down this and continue learning and continue developing this skill set to be able to apply this. Because I think it's the way that I'm able to communicate things and everything. And I'm finding value in a lot of these things. And I'm finding value in the people I'm surrounded with now. And these people know I have a place. And these people know that I carry something special. And I just have to see that within myself. And I just got to take some leaps 
and bounce and jump high and not be afraid to lose myself in the stars shooting for the moon. One of my favorite quotes, if you shoot for the shoot for the moon, you may land in the stars. And it's absolutely a beautiful thing if you look at your perspective that you see it. I didn't understand that quote till a few days ago. Whereas if you see that, if you see it, it's still a beautiful life. You may miss, but there's always a beauty in failing. There's always a beauty in trying something new and trying, right? And so, you know, I've built up a lot of, I've built up a lot of resentment my my last few years, a lot of resentment my in my college years and coaching and everything has allowed me to be me and be accepted for who I am and be the little weirdo kid that that always was playing imaginary Lord of the Rings on his trampoline um, or, you know, playing NHL, trying to deck as many people as possible. Like the kid that laughs at everything. My friends will know if you've been around me, I will legit laugh at everything. But I want to know that, you know, I'm changing the way I do things. I'm I'm changing, like, I'm finding everything that I find purpose in. And I'm finding meaning in just getting better. And I'm finding a lot of meaning in this psycho- psychological department that I'm doing this in. And this is why I'm recording this, because this is how I got here. Like, it wasn't sunshine and rainbows. To get to this point, it's been a lot of down points. It's It's been hard. Um, I've had moments of breaking down. I've had moments of, fuck, I should just quit it all. And, you know, and it's been hard. But for people who take the time to listen to this, I just want to say thank you because you've made it through what what I've been through. You've heard everything over how I am. Heard my not so great moments. Heard some of my good moments. You've heard how the last few years really changed. So it's all an appreciation to the people that are around me now. Um, that I'm really thankful for: Brayden, Dylan, Mark, Leah, Britt, all these people. If you get a chance to listen to this, or if you guys ever listen to this, thank you, because you guys have helped me see. Tom, Tom's been a big one. I can't, I can't forget that man. Um, he's, he's been my best friend for the last few years and he's been the one to help me see more of myself than anyone ever has. And so, you know, I really wouldn't be here without these guys and these gals telling me and pushing me and, you know, just being open. And so, you know, I plan on, this is why I plan on recording the podcast the way I am because I want to be able to put out the content that I want to put out and be able to help you guys as much as I can through my experiences. But how are you supposed to know my experiences if I haven't fully told my story in one podcast? So, you know, I'm finally starting to see my worth. I'm finally starting to see my meaning and the value I bring. And it's cool to do that. So I'm going to run with it and we're going to see where it goes. You know, the worst thing I do is fail. You know, worst thing this podcast does is it gets like no listens, right? So, you know, just keep putting it out there. Keep sharing. Um, you guys need me as always. You guys know where to find me, Anthony Spade on Instagram. Um, but I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys listening. If you guys enjoyed this episode, you know, subscribe to the podcast, share it on Instagram, message me. If you found some value in this one, message me. Um, I got a few messages this week saying people that they're proud of how I'm changing things um, going down this route. So I appreciate those. Um, and yeah, we're going to we're gonna continue moving forward. I'm going to continue helping you guys figure out what you need to do. I have a few episodes planned about things, but this one I felt really called to make to show that, hey, I've learned to shut off my inner tyrant. I've learned to start to realize what I truly am good at and chase after that. Because as my mom told me in a conversation a few months ago, you're 25. 
You don't want to do something the rest of your life that you're going to fucking hate. So if you want to go back to school, go back to school. If you want to do something different, do something different. It's not worth not worth living a life where you hate every single second of it to do something you hate to please people that don't matter to wish you were doing something else like go do that thing that you wish you were doing and so listening to my mom my mom's advice so thank you mama spada for that and uh yeah hope you guys enjoy hope you guys have a good rest of your monday go birds and uh yeah catch you guys on the next episode of the spada podcast